Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. Welcome back, everybody to a new episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Um, today, we have one of Isaac's friends on the podcast. His name's Tyler. He's a Blazers fan. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just introduce him right away. Tyler, tell us about yourself, how you became a basketball fan, a Blazers fan. Just give us a little rundown. All right. Oh, what's up, guys? My name's Tyler. Uh, I've been a Blazers fan since, like, 2011 2012 is when I really got into it uh I used to like live in Oregon and stuff and my dad like grew up a Blazers fan so I kind of just inherited it um and yeah so pretty much ever since like fourth fifth grade I started watching then just been huge fan ever since followed it all the time so yeah yeah dope uh yeah Tyler is my uh my old roommate he roomed with me the first semester of college uh and we kept in touch we talk about basketball like every day so (laughs) yeah um but uh today we're here to talk about uh the suns versus suns at warriors game i should say the suns defeated the warriors it was 107 103 yep uh very defensive game very hard fought like scratch and claw grit and grind type of game um i had the pleasure of going to this game in person in chase center um, I'm sure most of you guys listening are probably already knew that from my Twitter post, but um, it was a lot of fun. I have to say, Warriors Arena is lacking, man. They have nothing in there. It's so it's so. Like you just boring. mean as far as like concessions stuff like that? Well, they have like two like big food courts, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like it. That's kind of how. That's kind of how. Um... United Center was when I went to United Center. Um, it's just like a few restaurants like lined up on the side, and then there was yeah. like nothing. Yeah. Um, and I granted it's like different because, for example, the Suns Arena is built into the ground, whereas uh, Chase Center is just like ground level, like the courts on ground level. So um, I don't know specifically like what the difference is there, but I imagine building restaurants like in the fucking sky is different than building restaurants on the ground like the sun can so you think that like for a team that is probably makes as much money as they do that they'd be able to do something yeah and here's the thing about that is they clearly cater to like their rich fans with this arena because if you look there's like four or five rows of courtside seats instead of like the (laughs) usual two yeah but then like after courtside they have like four rows of like vip seats that are like cushioned and have extra leg room and then it's like normal seats and i'm like it's just it's very clearly catered to have you ever wealthy have you ever gone to like staples or yeah i've been to crypto is it like that there staples because i would um, assume so just because of california i feel like a lot of california teams are probably like that i don't know if you've ever been to a king's game i don't know their arena name i haven't been but. there i want to i'm gonna i want to go to all of them eventually um but staples was kind of the same they had more like had it more spread out like mm-hmm. the sun's arena because they actually had the warriors 
uh, arena, the bottom level is just like entry rooms, and then that you have to go up, okay, stairs, or just go to your seat. You know. So I whereas like that. Staples, the ground level is like there's like food and bathrooms and stuff down there, and the way to get to your seats with the Warriors Arena, it's just like an entry, a big entry room, and then the entrance to the sections and there's no food you have to go upstairs for food weird i didn't yeah it was really i didn't weird. think about the layout when i went to the united center but the united center is kind of it's like entry like ground level but the actual arena is like down you would go you go into like the entry to the seating and stuff and then the court is like super far i didn't realize that i would say it's in probably, the ground yeah it's, it's in the below, ground like yeah same with the Suns Arena. It's mm-hmm. literally built into the... Because, like, you obviously walk in the arena at ground level and the court's below you. Yeah. I never um, thought about that. Yeah. Tyler, I know you went to TD Garden recently. What What's TD Garden like? Yeah, so I, I live on the East Coast, so I just went to TD Garden. Like, at the beginning of the month, I saw Celtics versus Grizzlies. So TD Garden is, like, the stadium is at... um like ground level, like the court, but the parking is all underground, and it's also a train station. What the so, hell? Yeah, so oh, but that's actually kind of cool too. That's so crazy. you go through the train station, then you have to go up an escalator, and then you get to, like to to the stadium. Okay. So it's weird because the court is on ground level, but you have to go up to the top, and then like, so when you walk in, you're at the very top of the arena, and then if you sit at the uh the bottom, you have to like walk down a bunch. That's it's, weird. It's pretty weird. It's kind of convenient though for people, so they don't have to drive. They can literally just take the train that's there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do that. And then, like, the parking is literally right under the stadium, too. Mm-hmm. So it was super easy to park. Yeah, it sounds really nice, actually. Boston's <laughs> got it figured out, I guess. Yeah, but the traffic before was so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, traffic in was San Francisco was, was horrible. Yeah, that, that's how it was at United Center. We, we ended up taking an Uber from our hotel there because I didn't yeah, want to drive and pay for parking and shit. And it was like in Phoenix, it was never that bad. The Dude, traffic. Phoenix- Phoenix traffic all. after games, dude. The longest I've been stuck in traffic is maybe 10 minutes after a game. Really? Like Phoenix has zero traffic, bro. Dang. Next to zero traffic, unless there's yeah, an accident there's... or something. But like <laughs> people, like if you're here, people always like talk trash about the how bad drivers from Arizona are. But I mean, we don't have very much traffic, so clearly we're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Um there was a still a shit ton of traffic after the United Center game because I think it ended at like 930, but I ended up staying because I told you I went to like that little restaurant thing where I met Jay Crowder and stuff. What? No. I've said this on the, I've Jay said this on the pod like four times. Really? How have <laughs> yes. I how do I I've I swear to God I've never heard that before. Yeah. What? Um there's like this restaurant that's in the United Center that it's like super expensive, all the players go to and stuff. And um they uh we after the game finished we uh we went down there for like an hour because i wanted to get devin booker to sign my jersey but (laughs) but he he went and like was like playing with some kids through a window he didn't even go in and then he just left but like i saw frank kaminsky walk past and jay crowder um there was like me and like three other fans and he stopped and we were just talking to him for like five minutes oh nice yeah but um i'm glad we're What's up? It was like t- like at 10, 15, I left the arena and I was still in traffic for like 25, 30 minutes. Damn. And my hotel was like five minutes away. That's tough. 
but I'm glad we're on the topic of the sun so that we can actually start talking about it. <laughs> um, let's, uh, oh, I never even pulled up the box score, but the I want to talk and like kind of, what do I want to say here? I'll, here, here's what I'll say first. <laughs> Today I was listening to the, the Sun's Jam session podcast mm-hmm. um, and they brought up a point that I thought was interesting. And I went in and I checked myself in the, in the highlight video for the game. The Suns, the whole game, didn't run an offensive set. Really? They ran pick and roll or ISO the entire game. Or at least like a large majority of the game. They, very, they ran very few set plays in this game. I didn't notice that. Neither did I. I'm glad I so listened to that, that podcast. Makes, it's a good podcast. That makes me th- – well, before we started the pod, we were talking about DeAndre Ayton's game. May, that I guess that kind of play – like I understand I mean, how, Ayton got zero lobs today. He, ha- he usually gets at least one. He did, I, and I bet the over on his points. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I, I had 15-plus, which he hit that, so that won me like 400. But I had another one where it was like 17 and a half, and he got 16. And so mad. Yo, but, Tyler, Tyler sent me a, you? Yo, me, <laughs> you, you know Miko Hardman? No. Chiefs he's a, receiver. Yeah, he's a Chiefs wide receiver. He just tagged uh, Keese in a tweet. Really? Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to the group chat. Um, I'll just send it to you, and then we'll move on because obviously the <laughs> listeners like can't see this. But go follow uh, Swaby Keys at Swaby Keys on on Twitter. Yeah, just quick <laughs> little plug. Him. Uh, we're gonna. He's gonna. We're gonna make sure he knows we t- shouted him out for free. <laughs> I can't find your. Oh, you know, what? forgot the winner of our giveaway. Facts. Is getting. I did forget. A shirt from Keys. We got it. We, we got to We still got to plug him on that. Yeah. So no, we mentioned that. I think he said it on the podcast. I know, but we didn't tell the actual person who won the giveaway, did we? Oh, whoops. Well, uh, Pat, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, Pat, you're only going to get it if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> um, but anyway, to kind of go back to the game, because holy crap. Um. We were talking about uh, Aiden. Yeah, the, the whole pick and roll, no offensive sets. Yeah. Stuff. So I that was obviously very intentional by the Suns and by Monty Williams mm-hmm. because the Warriors are the are the four seed right now, and if they stay there, that's a very likely second round matchup for us. So I mean, granted, a lot of the West teams in that kind of like three to six range are possible second round matchups for us because of how close they are but um it's was i think it was very intentional by monty williams to not run too much of their stuff and do you think it was a play a lot of pick and rolls because they don't have a general big man who can play on Aiden like that you know i think I, mean? I think it was pick and roll because you can't just run iso the whole game <laughs> so i mean it's like literally and they like the only other like basic offense they could have done is like five out, dude. Mm-hmm. The triangle, like they just were keeping it very, and they still won. <laughs> like they were not running any offensive sets. I think I feel like the Warriors were trying way harder. Oh yeah, um, and the Suns still won. So 
do with that information what you will. Um, but to kind of counter that, and the reason why this was such a defensive, like low scoring game is because the Warriors played their crazy zone against our ISO or pick and rolls. And obviously their crazy zone defense is going to shut down the most like basic offenses. And that's why you didn't see um, Book or Chris Paul really taking their mid their mid range shots all that much that they love. They like if they, they were, it was barely, like a bad look. Yeah, because the shot just wasn't there. The Warriors, I think, very intentionally took that shot away because which it was pretty smart because we ended up it, if we had yeah, a game where we shoot twenty five percent from three, then uh... yeah, it almost worked, almost, but. I think it was very intentional for Monty to run a very basic offense. And I think it was very intentional of Steve Kerr to take away uh, the mid range shot and eight from eight and two. Cause eight, yeah, I feel he like had like two, that many. he had like two think, that he made. Yeah. I think he only shot like three or four. So yeah. Um, that, yeah, those two reasons are, I think like the biggest reasons why, this was such a close like defensive game because the Warriors just aren't very good. Like they're roster wise. They have one, like they had one scorer last night. And, and then, then how often is Jordan Poole going to drop 40 on you? Like, like exactly. It was his career he, high. He He's nice, but he's pretty inconsistent a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially when Curry's he, out there. Yeah. Like he'll have nights where he just throws up bricks all night. He had a, he had like an air ball that game uh, last night. He, well, and he did the half court and shot. And the half court like shot. Yeah, I was going to ask about do you think what do you th- I thought it, when I first saw it I was like what is he doing? And then I kind of thought we were going to foul him anyway. So I think he just thought well, he needed to get a shot off. Book definitely yeah. like pretended to go up and foul him and yeah. pulled his arms back at the last second. You can literally, he would have made that. Mike or... Vigil uh posted a, vi- a clip of it. You can literally see Book like bring his hands up and then pull him back. So uh, it made Jordan Poole look really stupid, <laughs> but it wasn't Steve necessarily. Steve Kerr starts telling him like, good shot, good shot. I remember that vividly. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, I mean, he, for what he thought he was doing, it wasn't a bad idea, you know? Yeah. He just got outsmarted and <laughs> now he looks stupid. But if it had worked, he'd look like a genius. So that's how a lot of I mean, things work in basketball anyway. <laughs> that's how a lot of things work in everything always. But I never pulled up the box score. Um, yeah, so I just think it was very uh, – it was like destined to be a close defensive game from the start pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of delve into some of the – I'm not going to talk about every player because I have, I have very specific players that I want to talk about. I think we need to talk about. I don't. Th- I don't think we need to necessarily talk about Mikel. Actually, I said no, that in he's the just chat. been on fire. Oh my god, he's been so consistent. Yeah, everybody knows Mikel's been great, so we don't really need to reiterate that. We're going to talk about DeAndre Ayton. We're going to talk about Devin Booker. We're going to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about Shamit. And my boy. We'll talk about uh, Chris Paul probably a little bit too and campaign. Actually, we'll talk about campaign more than Chris Paul because campaign struggled 
in that game. Yeah. So let's just get it started. Let's start with them, Booger. Yeah, let's go least polarizing first so that it's the shortest discussion first. We'll talk about eight and last. Um, <laughs> Devin Booker today, today, last night. I'm going to make that mistake the whole time. So I'm just letting you know. We're so used to doing it the day of. Like, yeah, immediately after the game. So I'm just, I'm going to make that mistake a bunch. You just got to let me live. Um, Devin Booker had, shot five of 21, awful game, two of eight from three. He had, uh, he shot 10 of 12 from the free throw line, which he got to the free throw line, which is um, part of a tweet that I wanted to bring up that I saw from, uh, you know, uh, Alex, right? Brandon? Yeah. Um, he had, Book had zero turnovers in this game and he got to the free throw line a lot, which is, he didn't have like the efficiency, obviously, that you like, that you want to see, but you have to like take the positives, especially in a win. Like, why are we in a win? We should talk about the positive things. Um, and he's, he got to the free throw line a lot, made most of his free throws, which is the thing we've been harping for, harping on him for, or harping on the league for, or whatever, is for, Book to get more free throws and he look at that he did it um and then zero turnovers i mean you can't complain with zero turnovers obviously and he he wasn't like a liability on defense he never is anymore nope so and he caused a lot of missed layups i noticed like his presence he contested a lot of missed layups they had a lot of they had like two wide open ones that they just completely jacked. More than two. <laughs> it was Dude, bad. They missed like they missed like six or seven. I feel like. I feel like every time I looked down, they were missing another layup. <laughs> I I thought the one that um, who was it? I think it was. Was it uh, Jordan Poole had a layup and Iggy turns around, starts celebrating, <laughs> and then looks back and he just jacked the layup. That was hilarious to me. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's really it with book. I mean, right? There's no reason for us for people on Twitter, especially because I saw so much stuff on Twitter about. Don't name any names. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I won't throw out any names, but we don't need name dropping here, <laughs> unless it's Andrew Lezus. Yeah, we've name dropped him already too much. I name dropped him like once. Who else <laughs> name dropped him? I think I my did thing. Like, I think I did like three times in that. Uh, oh in the no, keys episode. The keys you start. Yeah, you did name drop him the keys episode. Like, Never mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the the one where they had that little argument on Twitter. I do remember uh, that. But like, I hate how people can just start criticizing someone that single handedly won us like the last two of three games. Yeah. And then he has Literally. one. I mean, bad not, night I mean not, the la- not the last two or three because we've had Chris Paul the last two or the last two, but before, like while Chris Paul was out, you mean? Well, I know, but I'm talking about his his 49 point game. Chris Paul was there, That's and I true. would say he won. And then he had that game against Minnesota where he dropped like 30 something. He had like 28. What was the game before the 49 point game where he had? He was high scoring. It was uh, well. That was the Timberwolves game. I thought it was way higher than twenty-eight. Maybe I'm just tweaking. Are you sure? It wasn't the game before before Timberwolves? Was it the Rockets? Oh, it was Rockets. He had thirty-six, and then yeah. Chicago. He had twenty-eight. 
Mm-hmm. He had 28 against Minnesota, but he had 35 against Philly. So maybe that's what I was thinking about. 35 yeah, against Philly, 49 against yeah. uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, but that's really it with Book. Like, you can't really – there's nothing to complain about. No. Um, let's move on to – who do we want to talk about? Uh, Tyler, is there anyone you want to talk about? Um – other than Aiden, since we're saving him for last. I just wanted that Mikel play where he, like, odell the ball. I forgot what he did after he took that crazy shot. I remember I sent that to you. I oh, was when like, you oh, the, the shot, shot clock? Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, that, when Jay like, Crowder. That whole, sequence, yeah. that whole sequence was just crazy. That was wild. I uh, He had a – there was at one point I, – I don't remember, like, when in the game it was, but someone threw him a pass in the corner, and he literally went up. <laughs> Odell and like grabbed the ball up here and like scooped it and like caught it and like <laughs> stayed in bounds and I was like bro this dude is insane how do you remember that you remember that yeah like it was like it was ridiculous was like, I think that was how Landry did he Shamet. catch that I think Landry Shamit went in for a layup and didn't have a shot and then he just like tossed it to the corner yeah. I think that's the play I'm like I was like dude how in the world <laughs> did he catch that and land in bounds it was Wow, he, he could have been a receiver. <laughs> He's so lanky. Um, but speaking of Shamit, I thought he was okay yesterday. He did it, he did good. he was he didn't like shoot very I guess he shot 40% from three, which is what you paid him to do. So I'm that's it. He shot that's and fine. he hit a few clutch shots too. Yeah, his two threes were late game. That like that's all you can ask for. Like, I've like, I've ma- always made it fairly clear. I feel like with Shamit, if he like just shoots well from three, I won't say anything. Yep, we have. No I don't care that much that about point. his defense. I don't care that much about his playmaking. I just care that he shoots the ball well. <laughs> and he's he did it to, uh, last night. So uh, that's it. But I do want to like commemorate him for hitting those two clutch shots because those those were big for him mm-hmm. those are big shots for him as a to, as a Suns player to get his confidence up especially like right before the playoffs yeah we it's going to be really important he i'm so excited to see it's what just he does crazy in the Cam Johnson and uh, JaVale McGee were listed as probable for tomorrow mm-hmm. or questionable there was this questionable I mean I think one of the two, um, but they were upgraded regardless. And uh, it's like ninety percent of the Grizzlies roster is considered day to day. Yeah, I uh, I saw I asked on Twitter last night uh, when the last time the Sun, or maybe it was today, but I was asked when the last time the Suns had like all of their key players healthy, and it was like January. Really? Yeah, or something like that. I couldn't remember the exact date, and I just don't really feel like looking for this. Where we had, like, our full roster. Yeah, like, it, like, and when I say, like, healthy, I mean our starting five and um, JaVale and the two camps, pretty much. I want to see that that Lundeberg dude play before the playoffs. We probably will. There, like, I promise you the last, like, two games of the season are going to be like they were last season where we just play the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll definitely see him. I want, I've been missing Aaron Holiday. 
I know. I wasn't. I I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, we haven't really seen him play much the last few games since Chris Paul's been back. He hasn't played, which we expected. But uh, it's still kind of disheartening, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially because he was we'll, playing pretty good. Yeah, we'll see him play more by before the end of the season. But you think that means he won't really get minutes in the playoffs? I don't think so, and I don't know that he resigns unless he cares more about winning than money, which maybe he will after meeting Chris Paul. But and how much money will he really get more than he would? Like you know what I mean? I don't know how much more, but he didn't play that well to get a like bag from somebody. I know, not not a bag that we couldn't pay. I know, like I'm not saying he's going to get like a crazy like four year whatever i just i think it would still be around five to six mil with the ayton and cam johnson Mm -hmm. extensions that we have to do uh is is cam johnson needs to be resigned this well technically we have him through next season but you'd like to see that get done sooner rather than later um like mikhail did i think i saw something i want to see if it's true because I didn't really fact check and it sounded really dumb. But they said if if Aiden gets his contract extension, he'll be making more than Devin Booker. No. And I don't know if that's I don't know if they were talking about per year or in total, because if it's in total, then yes, because he only has 50, 60 mil exactly left on his contract. Or okay. no, sorry, he has 90 mil. So I'm assuming if oh, you know, it was probably Book's contract is Book's contract is smaller than I thought it was. It's only 30 mil. 31 this So year. yeah, Book's contract extension in a couple of years is going to be crazy. Especially if he makes all NBA and stuff like that. He'll if he be eligible for the Supermax. And with like do if rings, he wins the, do rings I don't know. Like, is it just is it just like awards and yeah, I think it's just like doesn't affect Supermax. Dame, you just it it depends on the like tier of NBA team you make. So like there's so Dame made first team and then signed an extension, so he got like 210 mil. It the supermax depends on like what if they make first team, second team, or mm-hmm. third team. Right. I don't know if that do, means we do, uh, get the third team or do defensive teams affect it at all? I think it's contract incentive type stuff like that. Like I think they built that into the original contract where it's like if you make I don't know if that's a league wide thing actually. It might be a league wide thing where you're eligible for it. I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's built into the contract where it's like if you make a team, then you'll be eligible for this when your contract yeah, is I, th- I think that's in Michael Porter Jr.'s because didn't he sign a max, but they he said has the it same could turn contract in- as Devin Booker. That's insane. So, like, if he made an All NBA team, couldn't it turn into a super max or something? I thought. Oh I saw yeah, like midway that. through his contract, that makes yeah, sense. that makes sense. I thought because when Porter signed his like back right before the season started, I thought something came up about that, but I could be wrong. Uh, that would be interesting, but <laughs> I'm not looking forward to having the Devin Booker contract extension talks in a couple of years, especially if like we're not good again. Because yeah, we're okay. going to – bro, Book, he's getting like – he's probably going to get like 240, dude. Like, Especially if he keeps playing as how he's playing. If he if he uh, 
continues to improve. Remember, he's 25. So he's not he's not in his prime yet. I'd say your prime probably starts at like 27 or 26. They say they say it's 27. So yeah, he still has two more. We're gonna have to extend him at age 27. So there you go. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um and if he just keeps improving like this, man, then like oh, he's gonna get paid a lot of money to play basketball. <laughs> um, but we'll save that for like two years from now. Uh let's let's just let's just get it into the into the meat of the episode. Let's talk about DeAndre Ayton. Um before we start, Tyler, we've talked about this before, but remind me and tell the listeners where what is your stance on Aiden as a player and in his contract situation. All right. So I've seen a large majority of the Suns games this year. I've been following the Suns just because Blazers have been horrible. So I need some type of basketball happiness in my life this year <laughs> and somebody to root for. So I've been watching like a ton of the games. I went to a bunch. So I think Aiden, he he's just he has he's good, I would say like from what I've seen, I'd say like 75, 80% of the times, but then sometimes when he kind of, I know it's kind of like the whole narrative around when he faces like the top guys, he just kind of, he does horrible in those games. Like It's actually the opposite. I, I know, but I'm saying that's like the narrative that he has around him. Oh, but, right. Um, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but like, I think, I don't, it's, I feel like he's pretty hard to rank amongst like, other setters too, like the top guys, because he doesn't have the role of somebody like a Jokic or Embiid, Cat. Oh, you can go down yeah. the list. He doesn't have the role of those type of guys. So when he's saying he wants a max, I think he feels that he can put up the same production as Cat, Embiid, Jokic. If they were if in he the had that role. same type of role, first or second yeah. option. So I think I don't I don't know if he gets a max, but I guess that's what he wants. So he'll get it somewhere, regardless. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, if this it would be a, I think it would be like pretty tragic if the Suns didn't re-sign him because it will be screwed. a second option eventually. I, I mean, yeah, I could, I could see a team like willing to throw a max at him for sure. Yeah, the well, Hornets. Yeah, exactly. Like. If they, if they have the money for it, I don't know what their situation is, but they probably God, do. They're chilling. So. The they're Hornets fine. would Miles, be so I don't think, good. <laughs> dude, because so I don't think they have – I don't know. I don't think they have to Bridges extend Bridges for a while. Oh, is he? He's That's a free agent after. Because I, I remember uh, he – they offered him like a three-year $60 million extension and he turned it down. And now he's it's smart because now he's balling. Now that he balled out this year, so he's going to get more either more from them or the team he goes to in free agency. They still might be able to give Aiden a max though, because they can let. Uh, I mean, because Lamelo's still on his rookie contract. They, they got PJ Washington too, who could play the four. Yeah, and then they can just let some guys go. Like they can probably let Terry Rozier go. That team would be fire because Mason Plumlee is ass. They can let Gordon Hayward go. They can let Mason Plumlee go. Like they have a lot of guys they can let go to make room for. They could probably let Gordon Hayward go too. To be honest, I don't know how good he is anymore. He's been hurt a lot. He was, he was, he played decent for them in the time that he wasn't hurt. But yeah, but with the whole Aiton thing, 
people are so just they just like to nitpick him because oh two weeks ago it was he can't rebound. Well, we know why that why this is, but yeah, he, and he's he the most common rebounds. scapegoat. Yeah, he 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 gets sixteen rebounds, and now they want to talk about. I don't even know what I didn't see really much, but you were telling his, me uh, his final line for the game was. 16.16 rebounds uh, on seven of 17 shooting, which, and that's why, like, if you ask somebody, especially like an eight and a hater, they'll be like, oh, he had a horrible game. He had five turnovers, all from getting stripped or like juggling the ball. And he had an insane amount of missed point blank layups. I would also say, that I, I I'm willing to bet like two or three of those turnovers. I remember like two. He was in the paint. At least one. He, he got, got hacked. Yeah, yeah. And there was no call. So, but still, Aiden, like with the role he has, you don't like to see him get more than like even like like one turnover. Yeah, you know. I think this is even a worse game for people to hate on eight and four because we didn't win by a buzzer beater. <laughs> like, we were up majority of this game. I think uh, it was pretty close most of the time. Like, I think there was like twenty lead changes. Really, it was that many. Yeah, I know at the because it wasn't we like up it like w- thirteen to two, and then well, that was in like the beginning of the first yeah. quarter, and then it was close the rest of the way. Still, I the do, Warriors' I biggest think. lead was like seven or eight. I just don't understand the hate that certain players get when we win. We have sixty-two wins. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it's just we won twenty-nine games four years ago. Like, there we won uh, nineteen games, like two, like three years ago. Maybe that's maybe I got it confused. Yeah, I, I tweeted it. I tweeted it yesterday, and I was like, "You guys are so it was, ungrateful." It was Maybe 19. I said nineteen, and I just tweaked and said, "Because we went, we had like 53. Oh, I did. I, I even I tweeted. I said we won nineteen games four years ago. Yeah. Um, brain fart. I think a lot of fans are kind of starting to take it for granted, and they don't even realize it. Yeah, but. When you go into these games and like, especially like some of the Aiden haters, it's like, I feel like they're going into this game just waiting to hate on DA. Finding something to pick, pick out. Yeah. Every time they have, they put, they have like such a close eye on him. They scrutinize him so much that that's just all they look for anymore. And they blame Aiden for everything. So they don't blame anyone else. You have to one. We have to appreciate the Suns team because someday, like we're going to go back to poverty. (laughs) Someday, like eight or nine years from now, we're going to win twenty-four games, and we're going to be like, "Man, I miss that team." Could even be sooner. It could honestly be sooner. I wouldn't doubt. I mean, if we don't re-sign Aiden, it will be. So, because if we don't re-sign Aiden, we probably won't re-sign Booker. He probably won't want to come back. If we don't resign Aiden, Book would play out the last year of his contract, and then depending on how that season goes, mm-hmm. he would make his decision. But that would – I mean, Chris Paul would still be there. 
but won't he be like 40, 41? That's next point. That's next season. Next season. I thought he just signed an extension this offseason for an extra two years. Chris Paul? Yeah, he signed like yeah, a cheaper, he, he did, longer. He it was four. It was a four year. Yeah, wasn't it four for like a hundred mil or something? It was f- something like that. It's just like all the money is like front loaded under the first two years. Yeah, so does he have an opt-out, too, or something after the third year? Yeah, the opt-out is retirement. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So we have him until 2025. Yeah. Um, But, like... I was thinking Chris Paul is 38. That's why I tweaked and said 41. (laughs) Book has... Yeah, so next season would be... Oh, wait. Oh no, 23-24 is Book's last season of his contract. They made his contract very smart. So he gets 30 mil this year and it drops to 28 next year. And then it goes back up to 30 or 30.8. And then it goes down to 28 and then it goes back up to 30.8. So I think next year we'll be we'll have more con maybe that was a whole thing with DA's contract. About situation. Book? No, Chris Paul. It's like it's not even front loaded, it's just low hit in the middle. Oh, it, it's weird. I've never seen it like that. Like it, it drops just for one year and then it goes back up. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I didn't know. I thought we had like front loaded it or something. I thought they're like last two years, there was like no money or whatever. No, it's still 30.8 for those last two years. Damn. Um, I, I think he'll retire before that though. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think he's gonna play till he's forty. He plays max two more seasons, and he has one more like All Star season left in him. I think. I agree. Because his yeah. scoring, his scoring already dropped. You think he's at fourteen this season? He's at fifteen exactly. Mm-hmm. He went from uh, seventeen and a half with OKC to sixteen and a half last season to now fifteen. Oh, is his assist going up? His assist went up by two. Yeah. So his three point percentage is way down this season. He shot thirty nine and a half percent from three last season. He's shooting thirty two and a half percent this season. Is there like a, um, like how many is he taking per game this year compared to last year though? Uh, less. Well, I don't even think that matters because if I feel like he hasn't been taking that many, especially since he's came back. He's shooting like pretty much the same, like half a half a shot left. Okay, weird. But to be fair, a lot of people in the league's percentages are down from from last year. We're at the beginning of the season where that that was, there was the whole ball debate. Everyone was slumping, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, Chris, yeah, I'm kind of uh, wondering why I, where I heard that about Chris Paul's contract. Because uh, clearly not a reliable source. <laughs> um, but to get back to Aiden a little bit, we're going to have to pay him, like we just said. Um, and we're like you said, uh, Brandon, I don't get the hate either. We, talk, we mentioned this, uh, I think, in the last episode. Um, if Aiden walks, you're not getting someone better. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, it's like impossible without trading. Almost, yeah, I, I don't even like know good who. players. There's nobody. 
Maybe Nur- like, Nurkic is a free agent. Ha ha. I'll pass. Yeah. I'm good on Nurkic. Like, and the the thing is, is like you can't find anyone better or with the same skill set. Good potential. Yeah, and potential. Like, we're not gonna. Like he's 23. Yeah. And people know centers take forever to develop. People, you like you have to realize that centers a lot of times take a really long time to get to like their most dominant like form. Cat mm-hmm. is just crazy. Um, Embiid is, or I mean, Jokic is pretty crazy too. I think he's like also, like but he's 26. older, isn't he? I think he's like twenty five or twenty six. I thought he was like twenty eight. Embiid is I, actually, I don't know. I feel like Embiid's kind of. Embiid's young, been actually. in the league for like six years, though. <laughs> he was hurt yeah, for his first two Embiid's, years. Oh shit! Jokic Jokic is twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, Aiden. He still has is, time. He's a top. He's like arguably. I think he's a top five center. Well, because and also um, we're, we're not gonna. He's Jokic didn't burst out until he was like 25, 24. Uh, let's see. Yeah, his breakout season was what like twenty eighteen. Yeah. 20, I mean, do you consider he averaged 18 and a half and 10 boards, six assists in 2017? I guess, I mean, that's when he started getting put on the map, but nowhere near really, where he was Jokic now. really wasn't like good, good until the last two seasons. Right. Same with Embiid, honestly. Embiid wasn't like crazy like what we think of him now. Yeah, I mean they're both. In I guess there prime. was a year in Toronto, which was twenty nine, like when he lost to Toronto. Yeah, and beat it's the last two seasons as well. I guess by twenty eighteen he averaged twenty seven and a half, which is insane. But the whole point is, Aiden is sitting here as the third option, uh, not like barely even the third option. Like, we don't really have like a set third option. It's kind of between him and Mikel. Or Cam. Um, and kind of Cam, but Aiden at 23 years old as the third option is averaging 17 and 10, shooting 64%, 35% from three, by the way. With a um, nice mid-range game. Yeah, nice mid-range game, good defender, like, and he's 23. He's only going to get better than mm-hmm. what he is right now. How, like, what mindset do you have to possibly be in to be like, no, I don't want the young, full of potential, already good top five center? Yeah. Why? Because he k- drops the ball sometimes? Are you kidding me? We yeah. have 62 wins, guys. <laughs> like, if we were, like, fighting for the play-in, I'd understand. Yeah, me too. We're, we have 62 wins. You know, like, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, if we finish this this season with like a nine game lead ahead of the NBA, we're the only the only other team to do that was the Bulls. That even Warriors? Nope. It was to hold a, a let me let me pull up the tweet. It was a, like a nine game lead on the next. Um, it was like the ninety four Bulls. Is what oh I yeah, because I. Pretty sure the Spurs had a crazy amount of wins that Warriors year, and they went seventy three and nine. 
Oh uh, yeah, the Spurs went sixty-seven to fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say they went sixty-seven. That's underrated as fuck. <laughs> that's yeah, under. That's such an underrated season. That's crazy. So, the ninety-four Bulls are the only other team to have a nine-game or more lead. And uh, they—that's crazy they, company to be in. As a, I think, I think they won the championship, right? Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the Warriors came very close. They just met well, LeBron. Yeah, but they didn't have the nine-game lead. I think that's the factor. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you have a nine-game lead, you automatically win. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, did the the Bulls – that was 94? Mm-hmm. So then was it the 93-94 season or the 94-95 season? I don't know exactly. It just said 94 Bulls. I didn't – that always confuses me. I'm going to assume 93-94. Um, the 94 NBA finals. Oh, wait, that was the Rockets year, so it must have been the 95 finals, like the 94 95 season, because that was oh no, that was the Rockets, too. So maybe I they think, didn't I win think... a championship. <laughs> well, that has to have been a Jordan team if they were nine se- games ahead of the rest. 72 and 10 was 1995 to 1996. That's what I thought. Yeah, I just looked. And they it played up. the they played the Sonics, and they won in like six, I think. So Suns and six confirmed. <laughs> yeah, they they beat the Sonics four two. Suns and six confirmed. But we have to hit the nine game threshold first. If we don't, if we well, don't lead the league by nine games, it's over. Either way, the Bulls in ninety five ninety six didn't have a nine game lead. They had a eight. Because the Thunder that year had a 64 and 18 record. So the Bulls were the first. The 94 NBA standings, bro, the Bulls were the third seed. So uh, I don't know. So maybe where was, you saw that. I feel like it was Stat Muse, honestly. Yes. Oh, Controversial website now. <laughs> One question I had for the upcoming playoffs is how are we going to, what are we going to do about Cam Johnson's minutes? Because he needs to have more minutes than I, because when we We've talked about this, um, yeah, I know when we had ours, I still think we didn't give him enough. We're going to need that scoring for nights that, uh, I that someone's my, off. Well, then you can adjust the minutes a little bit. Yeah, I know. But Pull up the notes. I just think he deserved it. Like, oh, I erased it. Uh, we can do you want to go through and set the playoff rotation again? Yeah, I can, okay. I'm, I'm curious. So, do you want to look up? Do you want to do it like we did last time and base it off of their averages, their, their playoff minutes? No, their playoff minutes from last season. Yeah, so do you want to pull those up? Yep, I got or, you. I don't even know where to find that to be honest. Gotcha. I'll Devin Booker averaged. So book. I mean, I want to give book. I'd say we give book like thirty-eight or forty. Yeah, he he had forty in the playoffs. I'm fine with that. I'm keeping book at forty. To be honest, I think Chris Paul averaged like thirty-four last season. Yep, thirty-four. So I'd say I'm honestly fine. Mikel would probably put. We'd probably do 40 plus as well. Mikel, 40. Jay, like 
I'd say like five. I would say like we have to split it up between Cam, which is the problem. Facts. So let's give Jay 30. I was gonna say 30 and then Aiden 30. Aiden gets 30. Aiden's gonna get like I mean he doesn't he usually plays the least minutes out of all the starters. He was 36 last year. So I can see like 38 to 40. That's a lot. I don't I disagree. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna keep him at 36 again. Okay. Especially if you want minutes for because now, okay, so just like last time, uh we have to distribute 240 minutes. And right now we have 34 for Paul plus Books 40 plus Mikel's 40 plus Jay's 30 plus Aiden's 36 is 180. Which means we have 60 minutes to distribute between Cam Johnson, campaign, and whoever third bench player you want for an eight-man rotation. Probably JaVale McGee. Probably. Or we could probably split that up between JaVale McGee and Torrey Craig because I think Torrey Craig is going to get some type of run. Shamit's – it's so hard. I don't know. It's I so think Shamit's most likely to not see minutes. There's no way we play uh, the full 10-man rotation. Yeah. I guess it just okay, – yeah, I think it'll so, also depend a lot on scenario. I think Cam Johnson's going to get 28 to start at least, and we'll, and mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But I think, I think that's just what it's going to be to start. Campaign will probably get. So that means we're at. I can see campaign getting like 15 to 20. So let's put campaign at. I can see like 18. Let's say 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we have. So we've used up 226. We have 14 minutes left. Probably 14 to JaVale because we're going to need size. See, I would do like, I do like nine to JaVale. And then five to Craig. Five to Craig. So if you wanted to make it a nine-man rotation. Yeah, and then Craig's could probably get dispersed if we need more scoring that game to sham it. Yeah. I'm just going to put this in my notes so that we have it for the future so we can uh, see if we were right. All right. Um, I definitely think Cam Johnson is going to get a boost in minutes because last year he was at, let's see, he was really low last year. In playoff minutes or just minutes in general? Playoff minutes, especially. It was like 25 or something. 21. Whoa. Which still feels I – th- I thought it was a lot less than that. 21? That's, what did Jay get? I think Jay had to have like 35 or at least if Cam only got 20. Jay had 33. Yeah, Cam Johnson is – it's so unfortunate that he couldn't keep playing after the Knicks game because I think he probably would have had like more – like stellar games mm-hmm. similar similar to that, but uh he didn't get to play, so we didn't get to see him like expand on it. So people don't really like the general public doesn't really 
understand his like how good he is yeah because we i mean we've seen it i feel like we've seen it coming for a while right and uh the Knicks game was like his like that was the that was the leap was that game we watched his leap happen in <laughs> one game yeah um but it was something that a lot of NBA fans, like especially ones that don't watch the Suns, like they just wouldn't see it because he was slowly like ramping up over the year. Like, he was shooting, um, he's shooting amazing. He's still shooting like forty percent from three, and he's he's slowly like starting to score more and more to the point where up leading up to, and I'm gonna pull up his game log actually. The point leading up to the Knicks game, he was still putting up like twenty plus points games because he had 38 against the Knicks and then he had the game before he had 20 against Portland he had 23 against Utah he had 21 against OKC so like and he like never missed a three in those games either so it was something that as Suns fans we saw coming and we know his impact and his value but and you see what it's mostly Warriors fans right now um who say like Oh, Cam Johnson's not the same as missing Curry, obviously. But they <laughs> they still just don't understand how good he is. And we also saw at the beginning of the year what happened when Cal locked up Curry. Don't think that would have been too much help if it happened again. Yeah, guys, Curry can be there if he wants. Like Poole is not also dropping 38 yeah. at the same time as Steph. Like they're they're acting like Poole, like Steph's gonna come back. And they're going to like drop 40 together every game. It's not going to happen. Jordan Poole's going to go back to the bench and he's going to start sucking again because he sucks off the bench. Yep. Be 12 to 15 points a game. Like, if Poole that needs to be a star, they got to get, they got to get Clay out of there, dude. Clay is cooked. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, the hype, the hype for Clay was so crazy just for him to come <laughs> back and be so mid. Dude, he's absolutely cooked. He can't defend. He's not an elite shooter anymore. I saw a tweet that was like he was trying to fit back into the second option role, so he's been chucking up a lot of shots. It's terrible. No wonder they're losing so much. They're one in six since Curry's been out. I bet Warriors fans never thought that Clay Thompson's ego would be their downfall <laughs> i feel like they declined ever since clay came back too i think yeah. like that's when the decline really started well when clay came back and when uh their actual like skill level of their roster started showing yeah because i remember the beginning of the season that was i know me and you chad we're both like bro how are they this good there's no yeah. reason they should be this They're- good their peak was Christmas game when Otto Porter went off. Facts. They they peaked at Christmas for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like it was insane. You know, like Curry was playing like astronomically well very early on. And they do have a very good defense. They have a lot of really good on, on ball defenders and they have a really good defensive system. So for that period of time where Steph was going nuclear and their defense was playing really well, obviously it's gonna be crazy. But their true colors are showing. And Steph, I'm sorry, Steph, it can't save them. So there is a world where the Warriors can drop to the play-in. 
Not surprising. If if they lose the next five games, and if the Timberwolves can win the next five, then there's a tiebreaker for seventh. Or, well, assume uh, – I'm just – I guess that doesn't – it depends on how who else wins around the league and who loses. Yeah, but, that's a very – I feel like it's very complicated. But if it ends up being – because Timberwolves would win that tiebreaker. They've beat them twice this year. I could I wouldn't put it past them. They're one and six. Draymond has been ass. I don't think Curry's sure. gonna come back this regular season. No, Curry's not coming back to the playoffs, but regardless of when Curry comes back, he can't he's not saving them. It's not is gonna it, happen. Is, isn't it possible for Curry to miss the playoffs too? That's what I saw. I haven't seen I mean, depending on that. where they get eliminated. Yeah. But that's true. I guess if like, I mean he'll go probably... out first round. Yeah, that's what I saw yeah. is that that he might not be back for the first round. And yeah. if they play Which... the Nuggets, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose because they're not is... fucking with Jokic. Is is Murray gonna be back? No. I, I heard his no, I think he's shut down for the season. Yeah, Michael Malone said that they're shutting him down for the season. I don't even know if MPJ is coming back either. He just Jokic, is just, anyway. Jokic is just special. Dude can't jump on top of a curb, but he's still fucking people up in the NBA. Um, it's because, dude, I had to like explain a whole bunch of like advanced stats and stuff to my dad last night about Jokic because <laughs> I was trying I was trying to explain the MVP the MVP conversation to him and why Book wasn't really in it before now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Jokic, and I. I wish I remembered like what I said because I made such a great point for Jokic to be MVP about no about him being overrated. Oh, I think Jokic is super overrated, dude. I disagree. I'm not gonna lie. I disagree. Like I understand he has a terrible team and like they're all injured and he's like putting up great numbers, but is that not literally what Devin Booker was accused of doing? Yeah, but I think the difference is is Jokic. If you take Jokic off that team, they are a bottom four, five team. If you take Jokic off the team, but without Murray, but they're healthy. Oh yeah, but that's not the situation right now. Jokic MVPs are completely of circumstance, which yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like it's fine. Like it's still it's not like it being because of circumstance doesn't make it like. I mean, it didn't happen. Like, it still happened, mm-hmm. but we're not going to, he's not going to do this he's, when they're both healthy. He's the only person. If on he does, team, then I'll, I'll eat my words, but I don't. He's the only person on this team that is averaging more than 15 points a game. Yeah. That That's insane. Will That's Barton insane. can't even get to 15, dude. Nope. He's the only, he is the only one who is above. No one else is above 15. I want to see how. So if that's changed, because I know, dude, Will Barton um, is sorry, bro. If you're this, is he their second option? Yeah, right now, yeah, dude. Pretty he, sure Will Barton's at what, like fourteen point five? Yeah, it's, if he's it's at not, fourteen and a half, and I'll be chill. Yeah, he's, he's at fourteen and a half. All right, uh, still nobody above fifteen. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. I just our, think our third option, or how many people do we have above fifteen? Three, four, no. Book, uh, 
Mikel, I think. Maybe I think Mikel's only at like thirteen. I think we only have two. I we think it's Book and Aiden. Chris Paul. Fourteen. Yeah. On ESPN it says fifteen exactly. Where did it go? Um, Mikel is fourteen point three, but oh my bad, it is fifteen exactly. That's crazy. But I bet if we take, let's see, let's see what stat music is. About what? Um, I want to see Mikel's stats since the All Star break. Uh, it's like probably like eighteen. If I had to guess, but did you get it? Yeah, it's at seventeen, seventeen, four, and three. Mm-hmm. So, because he's been out, outstanding since the All Star break, Cam Johnson is at thirteen, and I feel like if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he probably could have got that up a little bit. Yeah, but the Suns have three. I think most teams have two or three. The Nets definitely do. Um, what about the Bucks? Grizzlies? Do Grizzlies? I don't think so. Blazers have two. Simons and Dame. If we're counting Dame's like <laughs> twenty games he played. Uh, Grizzlies. I know. Obviously, Ja is uh, Dylan Brooks oh, averaging fifteen. Oh, Grizzlies has four. Four. Damn. That actually, Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr. That's the Blazers, team I'm most scared of. Blazers got Josh Hart too. I think he's at like 17. Yeah, he's actually like 21 for us. Yeah, he's hooping. Yeah. Well, now he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, got a tank. The Grizzlies are hurt. the team I'm scared of the most. Like I, really, I am terrified of going up against them. Why? They, I, I don't know. They, they have so much firepower. They have one shooter. Yeah, not nah, I. A when stat. I saw them play against the Celtics, like they they could not shoot threes at Dude, all. So I wanted to. It I was, wanted to. It was this, bad. I wanted to to talk about this. Um, I was watching the Through the Wire podcast with Kot for Q, Pee Wee the Plug, all them. Um, Kenny brought up a stat that the Grizzlies are undefeated, and I think it's like forty six and zero or something like that. If they shoot above thirty three percent from three, that that's insane. That is below league average. Yeah, that, that is insane. Has to be a circumstantial stat. There's no way. What would be circumstantial about that? What are their attempts per game? Where are they in attempts per game in the league? Well, let's see. And where are they in two-point attempts in the league, too? Three, it's, oh, yeah, I'll just look on ESPN. I'll tell you exactly. Because if they're taking less threes, then... So they are yeah. taking about 32 threes a game. Where does that rank in the league? Um, I, let's see. Every team three-point attempt leaders, I guess. Minnesota is at – oh, that's – Memphis, 23rd in the league in threes attempted per game. They're shooting, like you said. 35 on average. Um, oh, this is 32. Oh, on, on ESPN I got 35, but maybe this one's not as updated or something. Regardless, not very many. And they take about 94 um, 
field goals on so technically they're taking 62 like twos yeah so there you go they're not they're they're bottom like third of the league in attempts per game so yeah but still if you if they shoot 33% it's like i don't think that it's like um, 33% like as a team isn't even that like isn't even like horrible like as a team let's see I, i'm curious what's Because like thirty three percent, one person shooting thirty three percent isn't great, but a whole team shooting thirty three percent, I feel like is okay. So we just hear thirty three three point percentage, we're like, holy crap, that's low. But for a team, I feel like it's not. So Memphis is nineteenth uh, in the league for what three point percentage. Yeah. And they're only point one behind twenty one. It's it's close at that point, but oh my gosh, the okay, the Phoenix Suns are twenty seventh in three point attempts. That's it at thirty one point six a game. Like they're shooting thirty one point six. Yeah, that's their attempts per game. Oh, so maybe I'm looking at a different. I don't oh, know what okay. this is. A, yeah, I don't know. Um, but they're, according to this, uh, they're fourth in three-point percentage at 36.8%. Okay. 36.8? Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. That's that's fourth in the league. Miami's at 37.4. That's Actually, that's not that surprising. I was going to say Jimmy Butler like, never hits the three, but... And then it's Atlanta and Chicago, but Chicago's been very bad the last few games. Like shooting percentage wise, they shot twenty seven percent in the last three Chicago games. Chicago is just mid. It, they've just been slumping as a team. They've been losing a ton of games. Mm-hmm. They dropped to the play in, didn't they? Or close? The the Knicks just got eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> Bing bong. Yeah. Um. Let's kind of we kind of went on a crazy tangent, here, guys. <laughs> um, but I guess we kind of covered the game. I do want to talk about the discourse around the workout video <laughs> because that is ridiculous to me. The MB, not even the Suns. The Suns didn't record it. This was the NBA mm-hmm. that recorded this video of the Suns working out post game in the tunnel. And I see. JaVale McGee posted on his story on Instagram like every single day and no one ever talks about it. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, people like take exception to the Suns getting in a post-game workout and start calling it corny and like try their tryhards, like all this stuff (laughs) and just constant hate. And for me, this was like the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of like Suns hate. Mm-hmm. because I know how it is. The best team in the league is always the most hated team for all time. They always are um, because they just beat everybody. It's, it was uh, with the, like, I'm obviously the not going to compare the Suns. Yeah, I'm not going to compare the Suns to, like, the Patriots, but nobody liked the Patriots while they were good. 
I mean, even even the Jazz last year, everybody was calling them 2015 Hawks V2. Facts, that was me. I was yeah. one of those people. But oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I what was I just saying? We were just talking about uh the tunnel video work now. Oh, facts. Um, I don't get like how you can criticize that when the Suns again has 62 wins. Clearly, like they're doing something right. Other teams should start doing it. Like, I don't understand how you look at like what the best team in the league is doing and be like, that's weird. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Why? What if you maybe if you started doing it, you would win more, you know? But people love to play the victim and, and they just like to hate on anything they, they can love about. to hate on the Suns. So there was only one way it could have gone, unfortunately. But it's just a ridiculous take to be like, these guys are working out. That's so corny and fake. Right, what? Like, I don't get it. I just don't understand how you can, like, <laughs> I guess, I mean, I understand it, but now that I'm like a fan of the best team, it's like, just leave us alone, bro. Like, Do you think you would have had that thought if this if the Warriors were in first place right now, and we were no, in fourth? Because I would be slandering the Warriors sh- shamelessly. I'd be doing what? No, I'd be doing what Warriors fans are doing now for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not ashamed to admit that. That's just how it is. That's how fans are. Literally, but yeah. All we can do is talk about our perspective. So, and our perspective right now is, oh my God, please just leave us alone and let us enjoy our season. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had this before. Uh, yeah, I like, I, I, we have, I guess you didn't, you were like a child when Steve Nash played. So, yeah. And I don't have too many memories of that. You know what I mean? And I was also a child and wasn't even into basketball yet. So, this is my first like good basketball team. So I would love, and I know it's only Suns fans listening to this, but I would love for all you, I guess, just haters, just like, leave us alone, bro. Like, I understand the hate when it comes to, like, the games and stuff, Mm -hmm. but keep it to the games. Right after that, just let it go. Game's over. It should stop as soon as the buzzer sounds. Granted, it's Twitter. It's not going to happen. I trash talk on Twitter too. Everyone knows. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to my own speech right now. But I try not to to talk trash talk too much. Depends on who it is. No, I try not to also, but sometimes you just have to. Zach Levine is an exception. I talk about him a lot. Because I just hate him. I talk. I do not like, dude, I do not like Donovan Mitchell. I like Donovan Mitchell. I don't. I think he's. So overrated. He, really? He's for sure leaving after this year. And he's gone, dude. Utah. 100%. He's, no, he's it's going 100%. To New York. He's a Nick. He's, he said something last year like, oh, it's the same thing every year. Like he after the game or something. Yeah, he, yeah, said, he that said that a couple, couple days, days ago. ago. Yeah. He's gone. Rudy, bro. It's so – if Rudy Gobert had just developed a hook shot, they'd be fine. What are – what – if he goes to the Knicks, what are they giving up? RJ. Isn't he a free agent? Nah, he's a free agent, I think. 
Ooh, I don't know then. Sign and trade. I'll get up. Oh, I guess he signed a five-year. When did he sign that? He would still be under that. You would have be to a get trade. Up. Oh, he's under contract till 2026. 20, yeah, dude, we're tripping. You'd have but to trade. Uh, let's see. RJ quickly. Let's pull up. Let's pull. Up I don't up know the if they give machine. up RJ. I think they try to do like quickly top in Mitch Robinson. No, they'd be have trying to, to pair up, up Mitchell and. They would try to pair up Mitchell and because if this includes RJ, the Knicks aren't doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Knicks that's are giving stupid. up RJ, especially with that's how well he's stupid. been playing after the All Star break. What do you mean that's, that's stupid? Donovan Mitchell and RJ Barrett are two completely different tiers of players. I'm taking Donovan Mitchell over RJ Barrett. Well, we're not saying doing RJ Barrett's better than Donovan Mitchell, but yeah. we're saying RJ Barrett is super young and has a ton of potential. So is Donovan Especially, Mitchell. Yeah, so why not get two of them? Because you still have Mitchell Robinson, who's still young. I don't think you'd have to give up Mitchell Robinson in that trade. No, I, I, I said I'm I just said saying like without giving up Bear, it would be like quickly top in Mitch yeah. Robinson. From the point of view of like the Knicks trying to get this trade done, I think their first priority is going to be to pair up RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell. I just like don't think the be, Jazz would be okay with that. I, I don't think it would take that. It's more exciting to talk about be. it from the Knicks perspective. So <laughs> well, I think I think Randall would be in it right now because of what's been going on with him. And the contracts have to match, so Randall kind of has to. Yeah, so Randall would be in it. So I, so I think they could do it without giving up RJ. Randall, if if uh, the if the Jazz go full rebuild, then there'd have to be yeah. a bunch of picks involved. And... Do you think? Oh, the Knicks could include Cam Reddish. Oh yeah, now because Tibbs hates him, so. Yeah, um, and then you said Obi Toppin. Yeah, Toppin. And then like picks, like first round picks, the money works. I'm just he could, saying he could go to the Heat too. I mean, that's been a rumor forever. That one is really interesting. If they give up Hero, I think I, they but would. I'm now let's, let's make this one. Let's do this hypothetical. Unless they give, they give up Lowry, up... <laughs> Utah's not taking Lowry for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I also don't think they'd take. Julius Randle for Donovan Mitchell. So you have to make the money work, and you have to include Tyler Hero. So I'll put in Tyler Hero, who makes $4 million. So that's you have to make up $24 million from the Heat roster. So it'd probably be Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Because I don't think they're going to want a bunch of young players. I think they're going to want to just go full rebuild, get picks. Honestly, trading... If they got Lowry and Hero and just kept Gobert, they low-key, if Hero is, like, good, good. He's like going to be, like, Heat a... fans, like, the Heat fans say he is. Um, the Jazz would probably still be pretty good. He will be a first-option starter, so. Yeah, so that's what I'm, it's a big if, but if Tyler Hero is what they say he is, which he's not, but. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tyler know. Hero. Couldn't hit fucking two threes for us. Oh yeah, bro. We're not, not going to talk about that. But uh, we went off on a pretty crazy tangent here. Um, again, uh, let's. 
I mean, is there anything from the game that we didn't cover? I don't think so. I think we're good. I think I did good. actually. I did have um, a stat really quick. Um, Devin Booker really has struggled against the Warriors this season, and I think that's something that we should keep an eye on. Devin Booker, and this was his stats as of like halftime last night. Uh, Devin Booker in the three game or in the four games or three and a half games, I guess, against the Warriors, he shot 11 of 38 from the field and three of 13 from three in four games or three and a oh, half. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, but he was going off Book, before he got hurt that last game, right? Uh, the one where he didn't play the whole time. Yeah. He got hurt before half. He had or something. like, he had like, he was shooting like four of nine, I think. Oh. I thought he that was one of his games where he was just like going off in the first quarter type thing. Yeah, nothing crazy, but yeah, yeah, uh, he's really struggled against the Warriors this season, and that's just something I think we need to probably keep. I think an just eye on it's. In, I think it's just how they play their defense. I think we just need to exploit DeAndre Ayton. And that's more what we talked about earlier, though, about the Suns not showing all their offense, mm-hmm. and with the Warriors specifically taking away those mid range shots. So I think Book will probably have better games especially when you're in a series yeah where you play at least four games but uh yeah it's just something that i think we should keep an eye on but uh i think we can think start been, wrapping it up yeah i think we've been going for a while right i think it's been a little bit over an hour all right yeah uh i mean i'll just ask is there anything else you guys want to talk about <laughs> No, I think I'm good. Covered a lot today. Tyler, we good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pray, pray uh, for Blazers draft lottery look. <laughs> Suns fans and, drop the playoffs. Suns fans yeah. and Blazers fans have like are like they're like mutuals. I have a lot of Blazer fans. I like Blazer fans, honestly. They're pretty chill. Well, um, I mean, da- Damon Booker seem to be pretty good friends. Yeah. Or they have a mutual son. respect for each other. So, oh my god, if we ever got Dame, I'd fucking. Dame's a future pants. son. He, dude, I would, I would really love happen. to see Dame on in Phoenix if he left. I'm convinced he it's would gonna just happen. He would just look good in a Valley jersey. He would look so. Dude, good. I have a I have a jersey swap. <laughs> I'll send it to the group chat. Dude, I looks um, so good. Totally, I literally like almost like a hundred percent think it's gonna happen. I think. I think, but how? In what way? I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna trade Chris Paul. That's that's what I thought too. But I just feel like he's gonna want to retire here, and it's gonna be hard to do that. Maybe we'll see. If he wins a championship, then yeah. But there's still other ways to make it happen. Yeah. Like there's other contracts. I, you hate to give up. Uh, let's unless we trade him on his last year, and then he plays that last year and. Portland, and then we sign him to like a vet men, and then he retires right away or something. I don't know. Actually, uh, Tyler, what is Lillard's contract? Dame is under contract for two more years, but he wants to sign a, another super max this offseason with us. Gross. He wants us, he wants us another super max, dude. Dame's gotta be like sick in the head. I'm sorry, there's no, like, no way. I think I think he gets traded next trade deadline. Next year, um, he he. I guarantee a hundred percent he's not getting traded this offseason because what Jody Allen wants to do is 
run it back with Dame and, and our two top 10 picks. That's what they want to do, and that's not going to work. So I think at the trade deadline, he's going to get moved. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to – I think he might request a trade. It is it doesn't work. insane to me that they want to try to win a championship with 35-year-old Dame and two rookies. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like 31, man. Is he really? Did I, yeah, he's over, only 31. Did, I did I age him? He just tried to make yeah, him the same age as CP almost. <laughs> yeah, he's only, he's only yeah, in his yeah, eighth sure. year. Sorry, 30, 32, 31. 33. By the time this comes around, 32, but next season. Um, a 32-year-old Dane, who I guess we'll see, but – and two rookies. We'd still be the best fourth-quarter team in the league if we got yeah. Dane. <laughs> For sure, bro. We'd be so good. We'd be even, We'd be better. I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, because Dame can play make. Dame Dame can facilitate yeah. oh, the ball. Oh, especially like he wasn't scoring well this year, but he was playmaking at an elite level mm-hmm. before he got his surgery. By the time like that Dame would be joining the Suns, he'd probably be like 33, 34. I feel like at that point, if he's already left Portland, like he's already not in Portland anymore, and he comes to Phoenix and plays with Book, I feel like he would probably be okay delegating to book more and playmaking. Definitely, definitely. Especially if it wins him a ring because Yeah, he just wants to win. That's I think that's I think he wants to yeah, win nah, a if, ring like if, for real. If Dame wins and or if Dame ever leaves Portland, he's going to a team that is like a, I think a pretty heavy heavy favorite to win if they get him. Yeah, because he's not going to want to go to another nah. Blazers and he's not going to want to go to a low tier playoff team. Yeah. Or like I don't I don't think he'd want to go because he has a no trade so he'd have to approve whatever like I don't think he'd want to go to the Knicks or something like that like where he's kind of rumored to go there. Yeah, the Knicks. I don't see the Knicks. I see the I see Donovan Mitchell is better for the Knicks because of the age. But yeah, uh, I'd love to see Dame. Up. Yeah, I'd love to see Dame yeah. in the Phoenix jersey one day. Uh, I think it's gonna happen. But uh, if that covers it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at WKB podcast underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Mikel Bridge. Uh, Brandon. What's Brandon A D I E R R. I always have to spell it out because I feel like saying it so extra. Say your, it's, your ad is just your name, is it not? No, my last name is Adler with an L, but it was taken. So I did a capital I. But on Twitter, it's all lowercase. So oh, I see. It made it an actual I. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Tyler, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I guess Twitter, Tyler Ferg underscore 12. All right. Uh, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace out. Peace.